opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. This is Ron Miller, and uh, I am part of the training staff with Vespero, and I've come again today. Today, we are going to go back and circle back around to Braille. And I'd like to ask uh, Larry or Herbie, let me know uh, if my audio sounds good, that kind of stuff. You're good. I didn't get a chance to really. Okay, yeah, it's good. Fine. And did Jaws sound okay? I know it's fast. I'll fix that. It's fast, it but it's fine. Fast, but fine. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, this is cool. We haven't done a Braille thing in a while. There for a while, it seemed like uh, we were doing all Braille all the time, which some people liked, and I'm sure some people <laughs> were tired of. So. But we're going to have a uh, a Braille uh, related session today, and um, it is ten tips that you can use, or that will help you perhaps use with your Braille display. Now, this particular show—can I call this a show? This particular webinar <laughs> is—it's uh, not specific to focus Braille displays. Just about everything I show you today, uh, with one exception is applicable to most other Braille displays. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is applicable to most other Braille displays. So I'm hoping that we're going to, you're going to, to find something useful or some things useful. Now I'll tell you, I'll tell you right up front, this isn't necessarily super gourmet high-tech stuff. It is uh, things that I think are useful, literally useful tips. So that's what we're going to do. And I'll explain why I show you these things. Okay. So a lot of what we're doing today is based on comments that we've received, either that I've received directly from people, comments and questions, or that are communicated to the, te uh, to the training department via the training email, training at vispero.com. And uh, there are questions which come up and come up fairly often. So uh, we're going to look at, at those things. I'm going to slow speech down, so bear with me for a moment or two. And let's see if I can't get us a, a, a less rapid-fire speech. So let me do that. I'll, I'll leave speech off until we're ready. And maybe you can hear keys being pressed in the background, but maybe not. It depends on how good the uh, noise cancellation algorithm's working. Okay, almost. I think this will do. And I'll start, let's see where I'm at here. Title is Zoom webinar. Yeah, that ought to work. <laughs> Full speech. Here we go. Okay, so this these things that we're doing today, I think the majority, if not all of them, are well, all but one, in fact, are based on questions that we've received in the training department or that I've received directly from people because a lot of you know my email address and fire off questions. Oh, by the way, thank you to the folks who are sending topic suggestions. I keep asking, and I think Rachel and Liz have asked, send us your ideas. What would you like us to train? What do you want for webinars, for trainings, for that kind of thing? And uh, you guys are coming up with some questions and some uh, some requests. And so um, 
those are going into a spreadsheet and we're looking at them to use. Uh, I can't guarantee your idea will be used. Um, some of them are kind of esoteric and most people will say, well, I don't know what to do with this, but uh, we are looking at them and adding them to the training schedule and they're very much appreciated. I wanted to to acknowledge that since I keep asking and asking and asking, I, I just want to let you know, um, I'm seeing your requests and so are uh, Liz and Rachel and we're adding them to the list. Okay. One of the first things I hear, especially from new JAWS users who are using Braille, either they are old timer users who have just gotten a refreshable Braille display or they're starting out with JAWS and they need Braille immediately. And one of the first things that uh, often are common, commented upon is if you're new to 8. Braille and you're new to how uh, computers tend to show things, uh, reading a selected item on the desktop becomes very difficult. Let's move to the desktop. Windows M, desktop, folder view, list view, FS shortcut, 2244. <laughs> and I see that I have not actually undone the change that I made as I did my dry run through this lesson. Um, that's okay. So under, for example, right now, um, SF, FS shortcut is what you heard. Let's press, F, F, I can't talk. Let's press FS again. F. So FS really fast, and I'll say the current line. FS reader 3.0244. So I'm on the icon for FS reader, FS reader 3.0, as a matter of fact, and it is two of 44 icons I have on my desktop. Yes, my desktop is very busy. There's some stuff I should throw away, and I just haven't. You know how it is. You get something, you keep it. If it's in the way, you push it under a chair. So my desktop is rather full. And um, because FS Reader has focus, okay, it is selected. The cursor is on it, and it is selected. If I pressed Enter here, it would launch FS Reader. Uh, it has uh, It's underlined visually. It has a line under it. And what we do for you in Braille, what JAWS does, is it puts a line of dots 7 and 8, underneath the uh, the name FS Reader 3.0. So for those of you who aren't familiar with how most Braille displays work, instead of having a six-dot Braille cell, your typical Braille display now, and for a lot of years, has an eight-dot Braille cell. So under, under dots 3.6 are dots 7 and 8. And those numbers were added in the... Uh, I'm, uh, my reading says the 1960s as computer programmers... Uh, needed to devise a Braille code that could be used uh, for coding in 80-column Hollerith cards. And uh, I won't get any deeper into that, but you wanted you wanted all of your symbols to um, be contained in a single cell. So you wanted to make a percent sign, for example, that wasn't dot .5, dots .25p. Okay, that's three cells wide. You wanted just a percent sign. Now, in that instance, uh, the SH sign in, in contracted English Braille dots 146 is used uh, instead of that three cell percent sign. But there are other things that needed to be done, which couldn't be done without having access to extra dots. For example, capitalizing letters. If I'm writing Braille, if I'm writing computer code, sorry, if I'm writing computer code and I want to show that the, the letter B that's being used in this code is an uppercase B, I've either got to put a dot six in front of it, okay, to show in English Braille the, the caps indicator, or I need to do something else. And the solution was, hey, let's add two more dots. Dot seven is under dot three. Dot eight is under dot six. And anytime I want to indicate that a letter is capitalized, I'll just add dot seven to it. So for example, A 
is dots one and dot seven if it's capitalized, right? F is dots one, two, four, seven. So we have these two extra dots at the bottom. They're not always extra, they're used, but they, we have these two additional dots at the bottom of the cell now. And if something is selected, we make a line under it with dot seven and eight. Okay, and so you, you have a, t a tactile highlight. It's pretty cool, it's pretty useful. But when you're first learning to read Braille on a refreshable Braille display, that can be confusing. And so people want to turn that off. Um, I get several emails a year, not a ton, but folks saying, hey, how do I turn this off? So let's look at how to do that. This will be the first thing that we do together. You ready? Here we go. So we're going to go into JAWS Setting Center. And the way to get into JAWS Setting Center is to press the insert, press and hold insert, and then num row number six. Insert number six. The number row is above the QWERTY keys, not your number pad. Okay. So insert number six. Windows OS JAWS setting center dialog. Search box edit. Control plus E. Now, right now, when you launch setting center, uh, JAWS looks at where you are, what's going on, and loads a configuration file for uh, if there is one for your current location in the computer. So we're on the desktop. It loaded the Windows operating system, Windows OS configuration file. So that what, what that means is I can, I can implement uh, different settings, different JAWS settings, and they will specifically apply to the desktop, not to Microsoft Excel or Word or something. I may want to customize just to that desktop. So conversely, let's say I'm in Microsoft Word, and I want JAWS to act a little bit differently in Word than it does in other places because I'm editing text and reading text and doing things. So I want I want some different responses from JAWS, uh, you know, some different things. And so I would invoke, or uh, when I when I go into Microsoft Word, I would launch Settings Center from within Microsoft Word, so that the uh, preferences set would be specific to Word and not to everywhere else. In this instance, I want to turn highlighting Braille highlighting off for everything. I want it to be turned off globally. Now you're you're thinking to yourself, you know, you just said that people complain about when you're on the desktop. When you're on the desktop, that's where the highlighting bothers people, right? So FS Reader is selected. They don't want to see that, that line of dots below it. You're right. And I could do that just for the desktop. But what if I'm in a files list. What if I'm somewhere else where things are selected and indicated by that line underneath the uh, the name of the of the item? So let's do this globally. You could you could do it for desktop just by not doing the change that I'm doing right this minute. To invoke the default uh, configuration file so that my changes are applied globally, I press Control Shift D. Control Shift D. Jaws setting center default all applications. So now, instead of being specific to the desktop, any changes I make will, as you just heard, apply to all applications. And we are in an edit search box here. That means that I can type in um, a thing that I'm looking for, or, uh, well, not or, I can type in a thing that I'm looking for, sorry. I should not read and talk at the same time. It's a bad thing. Or I can, uh, and and then I can, go down through the the items that show up in my search. It works a lot like the um, 
when you press Windows. So you'll see more of this. I'm not going to belabor this, so bear with me a minute. And again, we're going to turn highlighting off on selected items and other places that are highlighted. First thing I'm going to do is tab out of this uh, this edit search field here. I'm going to press tab. Preview level zero, user closed, one of 26. If you've never been in JAWS Setting Center before, you need to know that all of the things that you can change are either, well, they're all on this tree view, okay? Yeah, I, I suspect all of you are familiar or most of you are familiar with tree views. It literally is like a tree, or in this instance, half a tree. <laughs> uh, at the left of the screen, there's the trunk of the tree and then branches moving off to the right, uh, also called nodes. Of computer programmers call them nodes. And you open or close a branch or a node by pressing right arrow to open it, left arrow to have it closed. So right now we're on the user branch. User closed, one of 26. And it says it's closed. So if I arrow down, web slash HTML slash PDFs closed. We move to an entirely different branch, which is web HTML PDFs. <laughs> so, um, and again, if I arrow down, forms mode closed. Forms mode is closed. If I press right arrow, it would open up the forms mode branch and I can interact with the things that are uh, on that branch or within that node. I want to go to the Braille branch. So let's press B. Braille closed. Aha. So there's Braille. It is currently closed. I'll press right arrow. Braille open seven items. So you notice within this node, within the Braille branch, there are seven items, right? Uh, I, I could arrow down through these. Level one, general close. Braille marking closed. Ah, and that's what I want, Braille marking. So you notice there is a branch within the branch, a sub-branch. Just like on a tree, you've got a big fat branch coming off the trunk, and then smaller branches off the big fat branch. Okay, I'm going to press right arrow to open up this branch within a branch. Braille marking open, three items. So Braille marking is open. I can arrow down again. Level two, Braille marking closed, one of three, Braille marking Braille. There is another Braille marking within Braille marking. That's kind of confusing nomenclature. If I arrow down again. Dot pattern values closed. Attribute rotation rate, 1,000 milliseconds. Okay, so we've got to open up that second Braille marking sub-branch. Let's go back to it. Dot pattern value, Braille marking closed. Braille marking open, eight items. And arrow down, there's, you notice there's eight items. <laughs> it's like peeling an onion, sort of. Uh, it's it's like a tree, but it's like an onion. Uh, this is way philosophical, isn't it? So let's arrow down through the Braille marking branch, which is inside the Braille marking branch. Level three, highlight not checked, one of eight. Ah, uh, there's, Braille. sorry, I talked over it. There's highlight. Now, you'll notice it says highlight not checked. That's because I did my my run through. when I Before I do presentations with all of you, uh, I try to go through and and uh, and do everything ahead of time to make sure it actually works. Okay. Um, and most of the time, that's a good thing. We have had times together where I've done my run-through and everything worked great. And then when I started working with uh, you guys, it didn't work so good. Google Drive comes to mind from a few weeks back where everything was absolutely phenomenal beforehand. And uh, I ended up telling you a lot of what I was going to show you once we were all together because it didn't work that way the second time. In this instance, it actually it absolutely works. This is a checkbox. I press space. Space checked. It's checked so that now all the highlights appear. Okay, the underlined saying, hey, this is highlighted. This has got a line under it visually. You get a line under it in Braille. If you don't want these highlights, if you, like other people I've talked to, especially on the desktop, but also other places, but they, they report it most on the desktop, 
and in File Explorer where they're looking at list of file names. And you, again, it's underlined if it's selected. You press space. Space not checked. It's not checked. Okay, that's that's the result you want. And then you can tab over to the OK button. I'm going to check it just so you can hear what it sounds like when we make a change, since mine's already unchecked. Space checked. So in this instance, we've checked it. But for the example that I've given, if you don't want highlight to appear underneath a, an item, you want to uncheck that box. OK, so then we'll tab. Read only edit. Select the mark highlighted text on the Braille display. So here is uh, some non editable text it dis it describes what this control does almost everything in setting center has this little piece of text afterwards so if you want to know what something does go to the top of this text you have to tap to it as we did go to the top select the mark highlighted text on the braille display select the mark highlighted text on the braille display okay not a very long description this time sometimes it's several sentences uh, it does not automatically read so you'll have to arrow through it let's Tab again. Apply button. Alt plus A. So there is apply. That'll make the changes immediately without exiting the setting center uh, dialog. If you want to change a lot of different stuff, um, this can be useful because you can go in, apply your changes, and depending on what you're changing, you could see immediately those changes take effect if you apply them. Okay. But you'll still be in setting center so you can. Shift tab back to the tree view, go change other things. Okay. We won't do that. We'll take stuff one at a time. So I'm going to tab again. Okay, button. And it's a button. And within uh, the user interface, you just press space on a button. Space, desktop, folder view, list view, FS Reader 3.0. So if you unchecked highlights, uh, the highlighting would be gone. You won't see that line underneath highlighted text. In my instance, I checked it because it had already been turned off. I turned it back on. So now under the FS Reader icon, since it is selected, there is the dot seven and eight underlining line, okay? And what that feels like is a solid line of, it sort of looks like dashes, you know, like dashes or Cs or whatever all lined up under the word FS Reader, okay? So that's the first thing is to turn off, uh, to turn off underlining if you don't like it, if it bothers you, if it makes it hard to read. What they okay. want. I called them earlier. I, somebody's unmuted let me ask you to mute because we don't want to hear your private conversation <laughs> okay um cool so um yeah i just don't know what should and shouldn't be shared right so other people talk about when they are reading uh they don't want to see the blinking cursor okay and a few of you have approached me on this and many of you already know how to do this so when you're reading uh using jaws the cursor you know, where the active cursor is, the system cursor, the caret, whatever you want to call it, uh, that is indicated by dot seven and eight blinking, okay, on, off, on, off. And that's useful so that you know when you're editing text and things where your cursor is. But if you're reading text, if you're reading a long document, if you're reading a book, you've downloaded a book from bookshare.org or somewhere, it's a daisy book, you're looking at it in FS Reader, maybe you're using one of the other e-reader programs, and you want to see the text, and you don't want to see the blinking cursor on every single line, because it's going to appear somewhere. <laughs> every single line, you're going to come across it. I don't care about it. I ignore it. But a lot of people, it bothers. It really does. They don't want that, that thing blinking away. So we'll talk about how do you turn off the blinking cursor. Okay. So a lot of this, these steps are going to become very familiar. 
Once again, this is done in setting center. So we get to setting center by pressing insert numro six. Windows OS JAWS setting center dialog. Search box edit control plus E. Now, if I was planning to do a lot of these things in one sitting, uh, I would make my changes and tab to OK, and they would be implemented if I wanted to do them one at a time. For example, this one. If I want to see immediate results, I want to see that blinking cursor stop blinking, I could make the change we're about to do and go press the Apply button, and that blinking cursor would disappear. I would have immediate, immediate results by using the Apply button. But since this is also an exercise to, to show how the procedure is done, we went all the way out. We're now back in. We're in setting center. Again, I want to apply this globally. Now, some people are going to want to just do this, let's say, with an FS reader. Okay. So let me show you how to pick the application that you are making changes to. Okay. I will I will tell you guys, okay, this, this you need to pay attention as you do. Okay. Because if you do it wrong, you can kind of confuse yourself and make a mess. Let's press shift tab. Application combo box, Windows OS 191 of 216. So we have 216 different configuration files for a bunch of different applications or locations within Windows. So I don't want to make a global change, right? For, 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 for this moment, for, for the purposes of our conversation here. Let us pretend that I only want this to, I want the blinking cursor to go away when I launch FS Reader, because I want to read stuff and not have the blinking cursor. In my case, this isn't true. I use FS Reader a lot for textbooks. And so I copy things into my notes and you need to see that blinking cursor to, to easily know where you're setting up your copy and uh, you know, you're selecting your text to copy. Um, you can invoke it as well some other ways, but that's, that's getting a little deep. <laughs> so I want to say, look, in FS Reader, I want the blinking cursor to disappear. So we have to open the configuration file for FS Reader. Let me press F. Widget 54 of 216. Press F again. And it didn't like that. It so let's let's try FS. FS auto update 58 of 216. FS auto update 50. How about FSR? FS Reader, 59216. Ah, a little bit um, sort of obtuse in the way it was working, but okay. FS Reader. And all I have to do is press Enter. Actually, I don't even need to do that, do I? Let's see. FFFS, FS, FS, FSR, Enter, Desktop, Fold. Yep. Nope. Bad advice. So, NumPad 6. Windows OS JAWS Settings Center Dial. Now, those of you who do this a lot say, no, Ron, don't press Enter. There are times when pressing Enter will get you kicked out of the dialogue you're in. Okay, sort of like bad behavior at a restaurant. Let's press Shift Tab. Application Combo Box, Windows OS 100. So we're back in the Applications Combo Box that we were in before, before I got myself kicked out. Let's press FSR. FS Reader 59 of 216. So what I just was reminded of, which I should have remembered, is once you make this selection, this file will be invoked. This file um, will be used so that with the, with the FS Reader configuration file uh, now in play, now invoked, when I tell the blinking cursor not to ever be seen again, that will only apply in FS Reader. So let's look at how to do this. We're going to go back to the tree view. I'm going to press tab. FSR, search box edit, control plus E. And tab again. The FSR you heard was just 
the the um it's just the keystrokes that I had pressed. Okay. Tree view level zero. User closed. One of twenty six. So there's our tree view. Okay. And I'm gonna press uh B for Braille. You've seen some of this already. Braille closed. Okay. Press right arrow till we've opened up Braille. Braille open seven items. And I'm going to open general, so I'm going to right arrow again. So under the Braille branch, there's a general branch. Level one, general closed, one of seven. So Braille. right arrow again. You have to press right arrow several times. General open, nine items. Okay. Now general is open, and within the general branch, there is a sub-branch called cursor. I could arrow down to cursor, or I can just press the letter C. Cursor closed. Okay, and I move right to the cursor branch, which we just heard is closed. Let's open that branch by pressing right arrow. Cursor open, three items. And we're going to arrow down to PC cursor, because I read using the PC cursor, and that's the blinking cursor I'm going to want to tell to not come up again <laughs> when we're using FS Reader. Level two, PC cursor closed. Okay, One right three, there. Cursor and rail. It, sorry, I talked over it. There's PC cursor, this sub-branch, this node. Perhaps I should call it a subnode. Is closed, so I will press right arrow. PC cursor open. Three items. Okay, there's three items in the PC cursor branch. If I press down arrow, level three dot pattern seventy eight one of three PC first, cursor cursor braille. Sorry, the first thing in here is the dot pattern. How is this cursor represented? Right now, it's represented by dot seven eight. You can change that. Okay, and. If you don't like .78, you could make it something else. We use .78 by default because that is underneath your standard literary Braille, uh, all your letters, symbols, punctuation, so it's not going to interfere with your reading. Okay, that's why we use that one. So let's arrow down again. Cursor state Braille cursor is blinking. Okay, cursor state, and it's blinking. I can press space and cycle through the three states that I have a choice of. So we're on blinking. Let's press space. Space. Braille cursor is always up. One of three. Okay, a solid cursor that doesn't blink. It's just always up, and you can tell where the cursor is. You'll see that dot seven and eight. Looks like a little dash under your text or under whatever's there. Uh, and I'll press space again. Space. Braille cursor is always down. Two of three. Always down. So if I if if I apply this. When I launch FS Reader, because remember, we, we invoked the FS Reader configuration file. If I apply this, when FS Reader launches, I won't see the blinking cursor. It's always down. It just won't come up. So let's tab to OK. Read only edit. Select the radio button in this group to set the dots for the PC cursor to always remain up, always remain down, or raise and lower at a set increment known as. Arrow down so you can hear the rest of this. The blink rate. The default is to use a blinking cursor. Okay. So as I said, you have to arrow down to hear the rest of the static text. I thought you might be interested in hearing that since we're passing through. Let's press tab again. Apply button. Alt plus A. I could apply it and keep on making changes, but we'll go to OK. OK button. And press space. Space. Desktop. Folder view. List view. FS Reader 3.0. 2 of 44. Now, this is a Braille demo, so <laughs> I'm not going to launch FS Reader and actually show you that the blinking cursor is not blinking anymore. Um, that's just something we can't really do, right? Okay. <clears throat> One of the handy things that was recently introduced, and we talked about this a few months ago, but I thought it was, in, or I think it's important enough to revisit, is 
at the left side of most displays, when when the display manufacturer makes um, accommodates it, puts it into their driver, we have a group of cells, usually four or five cells, that are called status cells or status cells, depending on what part of the country you're from, right? Um, or where you're from in general. So status cells, because I'm from Northern California, are cells which indicate uh, some different things. We won't get into those. We are going to visit status cells in a future webinar. In fact, I hope we have a guest. I, I can't promise, but I'm hoping to have a pretty cool guest to help me do that. <laughs> I don't get to have guests with me very often, um, but this will be one of those times, I hope. So that's a teaser. Okay, status cells coming up. But anyways, status cells show you a number of things. But one of the cool things you can do with status cells now is you can put a clock display in your status cell. So, uh, for example, mine says it's 1530. I like to use a 24-hour clock. And I can watch the hour go by and have and have a, a, an awareness of, of how much time we have in this webinar. Or as I'm working my way through the day, I can check the time really quickly. And my hands never come off the Braille display. I don't have to reach for my phone or my wristwatch or whatever. It's just right there. They left four digits of my display show the clock. And I want to show you how to add that. Now, if you've turned off status cells, you'll have to turn them back on. We're going to talk about turning those on and off in just a minute. But let me show you how to put a clock at the left end of your Braille display. If you're using a 20 cell or a 14 cell, you know, 18, 14, 20, uh, one of the older 12 cell displays, you may not want this. That takes up a lot of space, which in a minute is why we're going to talk about turning status cells off. But let's say you want a clock. Okay, let's look at how to do that. Once again, you're going to press the insert number 06 command. Windows OS JAWS setting center dialog. Search box edit, control plus E. Okay, we're in the search box as usual. I want this to apply globally. I want it to be everywhere. I want that clock to stay with me. So we're going to press control shift D. Control shift D for default configuration. JAWS setting center default all applications. Okay, so that applies everywhere now. And we're going to actually use uh, this search box right here. I'm going to type the word clock into the search edit. Display clock slash time and status cells. One of one search results. And we only have one search result, so that's easy. Let's arrow down. Clock, one search results, list box. Display clock slash time and status cells, Braille. Now, we also hear it's a Braille, uh, a Braille thing that we're setting. We have to actually move to a, uh, a different part of the screen that, that lets us make some selections. Uh, and to do that, I'm going to press F6. Display clock slash time and status cells page. Show time and status cell checkbox checked. So when we moved to this setting, and it is part of the tree view, we just sort of skipped over all of that by using the search. Okay. A page comes up that has a number of things we can change. I pressed F6 to go to that page, to move us to that pane, which is on screen. And you'll notice there's some choices here. This one's already set. Okay, I'll, I'll say current line. Show time and status cells checkbox checked. So there is a checkbox. If it is unchecked. Space not checked. With a space bar. Uh, you see the standard status cell content, which gives you information about your location on screen. Uh, the How much... Braille is to the right of the segment that's actually showing on the display. Can you, can you pan right and see more? Can you pan left and see more? There's some things that are shown. What's the active cursor? But if you want to have a clock on those left foremost cells, you press space to check this. Space checked. 
And then you can make some other decisions. Let's press tab. 24-hour format checkbox checked. Okay, you can decide whether or not you want 12. Space not checked. Okay, you want... 24-hour format checkbox not checked. If it's not checked, you get your standard 12-hour, right? From 1 o'clock through 12 o'clock, and then it'll indicate a.m. or p.m. I like the 24-hour system. Space checked. So I check that, okay, by pressing space. Let's tab. Time format show hours and minutes radio button checked. One of two. Now, this part's cool. Um, some folks who are doing webinars and they're, they're um, doing audio blogs, uh, that kind of stuff, um, this is a neat thing. So you have a choice. These are radio buttons, okay? So you change radio buttons by pressing up or down arrow. And as you move from one to the other, the one that has focus is selected. So right now, show hours and minutes is selected. That's why it says it's checked. There's only two radio buttons you heard, one of two. If I press down arrow. Time format, show minutes and seconds, radio button checked. Show, show minutes and seconds. This is very cool if you're working your way around an hour. So, for example, when we do this together, it might be cool to have this set to show minutes and seconds because instead of showing me 1534, which is our time right now, it would show 34 and then click, click. I'd see the seconds change, 34, 25, 34, 26, 34, 27. So if I know that I'm working, I'm working toward the bottom of the hour, right? <laughs> I can show minutes and seconds and it won't show me what hour it is, you know, two, three, four, five, six o'clock, whatever, or, or 14, 15, 16 o'clock. It'll just show me the minutes and the seconds of that hour ticking by. Uh, I've used this in both modes. It's pretty handy in both modes. Time format, show hours and minutes, radio button checked. One for, me, for me, I'm arrowing up to show hours and minutes. Let's press tab. Show time and status cells checkbox checked. And we're back around to show time and status cells. When you've worked your way around that page and you're done with it, you press F6 again. One search results list box. Display clock slash time and status cells. Break. Okay, and I'll stop speech. If you don't press F6 to come back to uh, the other part of the screen, you can't tab to the OK button. <laughs> you, you're stuck going round and round and round that dialogue for setting up the uh, the clock. It's, it is a Coke can universe, and you will circle around, and, you know, forever. So um, we we won't do that part. So I'm going to press tab. Read only edit. Use the options in this group to configure up. And there's our information on what this thing does. OK button. And I've already done this, so it is it's already applied. Okay. The other thing I want to show you is how to disable status cells. A lot of people don't want status cells there because they take up four or five cells at the beginning of your display. Okay. And some people might want to place their status cells at the right of the end of the display instead of the left. That is an option. And we'll look at both of those. Okay. So instead of going all the way back around, we're not going to go all the way out and we're not going to restart setting center for t for the sake of time. I think you've seen it, what, four times now? So you probably have it. Read only edit. Use the option. I'm pressing shift tab. One search results list box. I'm back to the search box. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's press control E. Search box edit. Lock. Control plus E. And I'll press delete. Okay, I'll press backspace. <laughs> delete didn't work. So I can clear this box. Okay. Now, let's look at how we're going to you're going to work on status cells. Okay, we're already in the setting center. We've already got the default configuration invoked by pressing Control-Shift-D. So I'm going to tab to the tree view and press B to go to the Braille branch. Tree view, level zero, user closed, Braille closed. And again, we're going to right arrow to open it. 
Rail open seven items. And I want to open general. Level one. General closed. One of seven. So Rail. I'm pressing right arrow each time. General open nine items. All right. And we'll press A. A like alpha or A alpha for advanced items. I was uh, had the privilege of uh, being with Liz Whitaker and taking a small part of her presentation with, uh, with some veterans. And one of the veterans said, hey, stop saying as in when you're doing phonetics. <laughs> so not A as an alpha, just A, alpha. Now, I agree. Um, I'm a communications guy. Uh, I've done radio in a lot of different settings, including, uh, you know, Civil Air Patrol and Air Force Mars. So I got to rub elbows with some of the, the real military comms guys. And I get it. You know, A as in drives me crazy, but I I get in the habit because it can be confusing. But because it was requested yesterday, press A alpha. Level two. Active cursor follows braille display checked. Four of nine. What General braille. What we're looking for is advanced settings. I'm going to press it again. Auto detect braille display. Level one. Advanced. Closed. There Six, it seven. is. Advanced. Braille. And once again, it's closed. We have to open it. Right arrow. Advanced open three items. We want a down arrow to placement of status cells. Level two placement of status cells left one of three advanced braille. Oh, look, there it is right there. Now, right now, as you can hear, my status cells are at the left end of my display. If I press space, space right two of three, my status cells, if we apply this, would be moved to the right. But what if I, uh, I've i got a, a Focus 14 or I've got one of the 20-cell displays, and I don't want to give those four cells to status. I want them to hold text. Let's press space one more time. Space, none, three of three. None, gone. Okay. Now, if you got all excited about the clock idea, uh, you can't use none because your clock will disappear. <laughs> okay. Level so, one, oops. advanced, open. Give me the poke that let's go back down level two placement of status cells none one of three so they're set trail. for none i'll do that this time for the moment anyways let's press tab read only edit use these radio buttons to determine if the informational status cell and we're going to ignore that for now um i will press tab again apply button I'll there's apply. a i'll press tab <laughs> i'll press tab again okay button and space space desktop folder view okay now, we've covered a lot. Let me show you one more thing, and we'll take some questions. One of the things you can do with JAWS is use JAWS Braille in. <clears throat> Excuse me. And JAWS Braille in offers a lot of different features. And like it sounds, it, it handles the way you Braille into things. And JAWS Braille in gives JAWS the ability to do two things, among, among a bunch of other things. Um, it will send the output of the computer to your Braille display in three different ways. In computer Braille, okay, and we won't get into what computer Braille is. It is a, a form of uncontracted Braille, but it's not literary Braille. It is computer Braille. It is a different code, okay? Some people call it grade zero Braille, but that's really not true because grade zero Braille kind of implies it's still the literary code that you know, but it's not. So, for example, in grade one Braille, an uncontracted Braille, a period is the low, is the dropped D, right? The percent sign, like we talked about earlier, is three cells across, dot five, uh, drop C, and then the letter P for percent. Uh, that's not how this works, you know, dollar sign, dot four S. In computer Braille, those literary code uh, symbols are not used. Instead, uh, they are substituted with uh, braille symbols, which are one cell in length only, percent is one cell, dollar sign, one cell wide, all of those things which take up more than one cell, uh, they've been reworked, the code is reworked, so that you get one cell per symbol. So one for one correlation to the code. 
and uh, computer programmers. It's not as important now, but back in the days when your uh, code had to be 80 columns wide and then you went to a new punch card, it really mattered. So I digress a little bit. So JAWS will show you Braille in computer Braille, uncontracted Braille, and contracted Braille. Now, you can, on the fly, change how uh, your Braille grade is being handled. You do this by pressing G along with dot seven plus space or one, two, four, five, six, seven. Okay. So uh, G is actually a shift G chord if you want to call it that. So one, two, four, five, seven and space. And you will cycle through three available settings. Now I'm using contracted Braille. Um, in a language where there's not contracted Braille, you won't have that option. You'll have the option of literary Braille if that's available. Okay, but let me press this command, one, two, four, five, uh, seven chord. And if I said six, my apologies. One, two, four, five, and seven chord. So it's G with dot seven and space. Computer Braille. Okay, so now we're using computer Braille. Let's do it again. Contracted out slash computer in. So this gives me contracted Braille on my display. The output of the computer is shown in contracted Braille, but I have to use computer Braille input. So if I'm not real comfortable with contracted Braille input, or for some reason I need to really do computer Braille input, um, I can do it that way, and I'll still see contracted Braille out. And let me press this again. Again, it's one, two, four, five, seven, and space. So G with dot seven and space. Contracted Braille. And that gives me contracted Braille in and out. And JAWS simply says contracted Braille. Okay. So that's how you change the Braille grade, um, the grade of Braille used on the fly. Now, uh, when you make a change like that, if you've got it set differently, for example, if I set computer Braille, uh, that'll hold until I go to a different screen uh, and then, and then I'll, it'll, it'll go back to my default settings. Okay. So it's a, it's a momentary change. Uh, if you if you if you do Alt Tab, uh, your defaults will show up, and when you come back to where you were before with an Alt Tab, you're going to have to press the command again to to get back around to the, the the temporary status that you want. Okay, but that's all right. So let me pause here and ask if there's any questions. We've covered a lot of ground. Anybody? Anything? I'm going to oh, open. Up. Somebody just raised their hand. Actually. Okay, no problem. All right. Hey, I'm Hello, Stephanie. <laughs> yep, Stephanie. Okay, I, I yeah, knew I should remember you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of the uh, the the status cell the status cell reading in the jaws. That's that's uh, pretty neat. And uh, uh, the question I have is uh, how does the uh, how is the, the does the jaws center uh, work? You know, uh, the setting center. So yeah. JAWS setting center is, it is sort of what it's called. It is, it is where you go. It's what you invoke to change all kinds of things in JAWS, not just Braille. You can change the way numbers are handled in speech. You can change just, you know, there's, there's user settings. There's, there's settings on how the, um, the, the Braille viewer looks on screen. There's just, that's where if you've sat in on our other webinars here on Thursday, um, we've gone into the setting center to change sound schemes. Uh, to make JAWS, instead of saying link, link, link as you're moving through the web, it makes a sound. I think I used a a ding sound at the time. So you hear the name of the link. Let's say you've got contact and homepage and whatever you'd hear. 
the word contact because that's the name of the link and then a ding sound. So it doesn't say contact link, homepage link, you know, whatever link. Um, setting center is the place to go to make a lot of changes, which become default settings after you've implemented them. Oh, that's very good. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, All right. You. Thank you, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we're going to go to Mary Carla Hayes and then Clubhouse afterwards. So Excellent. go ahead. Okay. My question is, um, you said that this Braille, and this is cool, this Braille grade setting um, is on the fly and it'll go away when you go to a different screen or a different app. It reverts to your default settings. Right. So my uh, <laughs> my two questions are, um, how can you get it to do um, the uh, the foreign language characters? And my second one is, let's say you've just made one of these changes with the Braille display and you want to make it permanent instead of just on the fly. Do you just go through the process that we just went through with the settings center somehow, or is there some other step you add to the sequence that you just gave us? Very good. Yes, you go into settings center, and actually you go to the tree view and press B for the Braille branch, and you drill down. You start pressing right arrow, right arrow, and you'd finally get to uh, to language, and you, you could move down, and there are some things, you know, Braille output, and you've got some radio buttons to set, and then Braille input and some radio buttons to set. So, yes, it's... It's in setting center. It's in the Braille tree view. Absolutely right. As far as languages, you can't use the that on-the-fly command to cycle through languages. Uh, there is a command to change languages, and I have gone completely blank. So I would ask you to, to send me an email, just rmiller at vispero.com, and I will find that for you. <laughs> I don't do it enough to have that on the top of my head. My Spanglish is weak enough that I don't read in it very often, though I, I did have to do it yesterday mm. with a student that I was working yeah. with. You and you know five and six languages for my work, so you know. Which is awesome. I would love to be able to do that. I think that's great. You're doing it. But thank you so much. These are so informative, and I dread the day Excellent. when I have to go back to school and can't listen to them anymore. I'll just have to oh. go and find them in the archives, I guess. You like me? Go to school at the same time, and then you're spread so thin you don't have time to worry. <laughs> yeah, do that and teach a class at the same time. They'd be that's learning more cool. about Jaws than the languages. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Anybody else, Herbie? Um, yes, we're going to go to Clubhouse next and then okay. the Teresa afterwards. So go ahead, Clubhouse. So in Clubhouse, we have, I don't know, what's your name? Nyan? How's it spelled? Can you guys hear me? It's Tyan. Oh, Tyan. <laughs> hey, we had you before and we messed up your name then too. Welcome back. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it happens. So is there any written resources to just uh, like a guide to using your Braille display with JAWS? I am so glad you asked that question. Absolutely. Um, if you if you are running JAWS and you press insert J to get to either open the JAWS window or if you're running it from the system tray, you'll see that list. Um Alt H if you're if you're at the JAWS window, or just H if you're running this from the system tray to open up help, and then arrow down to JAWS help topics. Press enter, and you'll be in a a tree view, um, and you'll arrow down through and find JAWS and refreshable Braille, and all of that stuff is down there, including JAWS with the focus Braille display for ours, and general refreshable Braille um, 
information on other stuff, other displays. Okay. And there's commands in there from the Perkins keyboard and everything. Um, other than what I pulled out of my own besotted brain, all of this stuff came out of, out of that resource. It's all there waiting for you. Awesome. Okay. All right. Then uh, thank you, uh, Clubhouse. Is there anybody else or just Tyann for the moment? Uh, just just Tyann. All right. Very good. All right. Beautiful. Then in that case, we're going to go to Teresa, and then we're going to have uh, Nolan after her. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is Teresa. This probably doesn't question probably does not apply, but um, I'm going to ask it anyway. It is Braille display related. Mm-hmm. Uh, which um, preferred Braille display would you recommend? I heard you say <laughs> focus, but um, well, yeah. So this this question I want to handle with great care. Um, okay. I want to be I want to be careful how I answer this because uh, let me let me preface this. Me? No, no, it's not that okay. at all. Um, I'm I'm working okay. under some constraints because I work for Vespero, and our product is the yeah. Focus Braille Display, and it's a good Braille display. Okay. I have two <laughs> sitting within five feet of me. Okay, the 80 cell display, which I love a lot because it shows a whole lot. The 40 cell display because it's portable. But let me let me answer your question this way, okay? Um, and this is this is the AT trainer that they're beating into shape, <laughs> coming out. Okay, yeah. this is the future Caddis. Okay. You you choose the tool based upon the job you want to do, the things you want to get done, and you evaluate the tools yeah. based upon that. So the focus is a great Braille display, okay? There are others out yeah. there. What I would recommend you do, as opposed to Ron saying, you know, you ought to go get yourself a focus, and then you find it isn't quite the features that you want. If you can get to a place, the the, the conventions which have just passed, the NFB and ACB National. Unfortunately, I, I know, it's it's a long trip. No, no, I get it. I get it. Um, State conventions are good. Local dealers are good. Honestly, you want to get your hands on these things and look at them. Go to the light. If you've got a lighthouse for the blind near you or another uh, community outreach organization like them who tend to have a pool of equipment, instead of me recommending one, whether it's the Focus or or one of our competitors' units or whatever, I would urge you, if it's at all possible, to, to get your hands on these and do a little bit of test driving because this is an expensive decision. And once you make the decision, I bet, you know, if you're going through a division of blind services or something, um, you know, you only yeah. get one. <laughs> okay. So, right. Um, I was just wondering, does the, um, those e, do those e-readers that the um, NLS has issued out, if you just want to use it for uh, reading what's on your screen and you hooked up the, uh, the serial cable to your uh your laptop or your desktop would it um suffice Great question. for this braille display this is a very timely question it's a good question it would be the usb cable um we looks like yeah. time wise we're not going to get to it i was going to talk about how to add a braille display and do some things maybe we'll, we'll circle back around to another webinar or something uh, maybe we'll fit it in when we talk about status cells i don't know um but yes okay. i i looked and the uh, both the zoomax and the humanware um, e-readers are now available and you can add them as displays that JAWS supports so you can use them okay. to read your screen content. Absolutely. Okay. All right. That's all I um, really had and I'm not okay. trying to um, undermine the Sparrow or the... No, and, and, it, and it wasn't taken that like way. That. No, no, you're fine. I just okay. I, I want to be careful how I answer because 
Um, you know, I think yeah. I think everybody needs to look around and evaluate. I want I'd like you to make the choice for the focus, obviously. Um, and oh, it's a good display, <laughs> but but I urge everybody because you know we don't tend to buy a car. You know, for those of who who have families and drivers and you know spice who who drive and say, okay, I'll just pick one off the internet. You know, you go, you check it out. You sit in all the seats. I sit in the passenger seat. I sit in the back seat in case we have guests. You know, I look at where the tire changing kit is because I'm the tire changer, and then <laughs> I I do all that stuff. So I got to go find it all so that I can do it tactily, right? Um, so uh, you know, my suggestion is find the best tool and then get it. Yeah. All right, and just seeing that we're approaching fifty five past the hour. Yep. Thanks, Herbie. All right, Nolan, you are up. Gene, you are on deck. Like baseball. Okay. Uh, I'll be super quick. So here's the scenario. Mm-hmm. Step one, open a word, create or open a word file, preferably right. create it in this case, because we want to work with that save file dialog box real quick. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. 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 Changed so that's, years. I'm not going to ask you about the file box itself. That's not okay. the concern. This is a braille display question. So that's step one. Step two, we do control S and we're I've, I've already turned yeah. off the backstage and all that nonsense. Good. Step two, we're doing control S. We now have an edit box in there that says dot DOCX, which is waiting for the actual file name. Right. My edit box always shows this in computer Braille every yes. time. Is yep. there a way to change that? What am I doing wrong? I can't find the setting. Nope. You're absolutely right. And a choice was made uh, because people are putting in alphanumeric strings and stuff sometimes. Um, depending on what you put in there and JAWS is trying to interpolate. And, and remember, JAWS isn't context sensitive at all. It, It's really, I mean, it tries. Okay, so it, it's now learned with UEB, the, the double and triple caps indicator signs and that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit better, but it's really pretty dumb. It It is, it's very literal and it is specific to your current location on the line. And it looks at, you know, what it's buffered as you're brailing. And so we did the same thing with, um, if you remember far enough back, you remember that for a very short time, I'm not even sure it made it out of beta, uh, XL would let you do stuff in contracted Braille, okay? And we discovered that that led to unhappy moments where people were creating cartoon curse words when they were trying to mix alphanumeric and other stuff. And so the easy with with UEB the ambiguities have been removed a lot so you know we may explore that in the future for people using UEB because it's it's much better about you know being plain and what its intent is but um because we don't know what's going to be put in there it might not all be alpha text um the decision was made by default to make that a a, a computer braille only place all right thank you nolan and gene you are going to be our last person for today. Not for, for today, yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Gene. All right. Are you, am I unmuted now? Yes, you are. You are. I kept getting raised hand, lower hand, and I couldn't unmute. <laughs> um, I have a Focus 80. I love it. I'm about to order a new one, I think, because I have a lot of pins that are showing up that I, it's interfering with my reading. But my oh, question yeah. is, mm-hmm. um, since, since I updated JAWS the last time, when I go to open an attachment now, I get a message that says something about... Um, Press down arrow. Yeah, yeah. Annoying. Yeah, how, 
What what is that? Is there a way to get rid of it? It, it just tells you to press down arrow. I I always press right open arrow. Options menu. It. I don't need to open the options menu when I open an attachment. You do not. It's when you shift tab as you're shift tabbing through the or tabbing. You have to uh, you know as you're as you're working your way through by tab and you get to that little that little kind of dialogue that has the attachment or the attachments right. You yep. can use your arrow keys to select one and um, whack enter to open it, or you can copy it and move it. You can do some things with it. And it's just a, it's another little tutor message that has been implemented. I, I'm not sure why. Uh, they didn't ask me if I wanted it. <laughs> me either. But I'm sure it's helpful <laughs> to people that are new to this, right? I just wait a second and it goes away, but it's just annoying to have it. It is. It is. Now, remember, you can always change the timeout length of your flash messages, right? So uh-huh. if they hang there too long, like the default is five seconds, and that just kills me. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to go away, waiting for it to go away, and it finally goes away. It doesn't take me five seconds even to read my 80, right? So you can change that in setting center, and you have you know most of the way there now because we've, we've gone to the Braille branch several times. If yep, you have questions, yep. shoot me off an email, okay? Yep, thanks. You bet. We're down to the last minute, Mr. Herbie. Yep, we did, and there are no other raised hands. Okay, well, we've got more material. We can cover more next time. Um, thanks for letting me be here again. Uh, I'm sorry for the kerfuffle. I just, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta figure out how to how to get in the front door better because it keeps asking me all these questions and it wants me to log in. And... I sent them a note, so let's we'll see if we get it fixed. Oh, cool. Okay. Yep. Well, then everybody will see you again next Thursday. It'll be another Ronalog, I'm afraid, oh, but if you don't mind, that's what we're going to do. Good. And just a quick tip, if you check your Zoom preferences, you can check some of those audio settings ahead of time so Zoom doesn't ask you those annoying questions for you or oh, for boy. anybody, actually. So yeah, um, I would uh, take a deep dive into those and go, go to like the audio uh, preferences. So um, cool. that helps. Thank you. It does. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>